What's up, friends? It's your girl, Tay, host of the Millennial Speak segment on the Spoken Truth Talk Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight with me and my wonderful co-host, Christopher Robinson. Go ahead, Chris. What's going on, y'all? I'm the co-host for the Millennial Speak Talk Show. This is about to be amazing. We got two of my special friends, my brother and my sister, Addison Kelton Givens. It's going to be amazing, y'all. We're going to be talking about this one topic that everybody thinks they're good at talking about, and it's going to be about relationships and dating. So you don't want to miss it. Tag your people. Click your mama, your god sister, your daddy, god daddy, nephew, all them. It's going down right now live. Let's go. Like my bro said, it's going to be awesome. We have some amazing people that's going to help us talk about it. Dating and relationship. Everybody always want to talk about it. So we're going to bring it to this platform, this segment, and we're going to hit it on the nail with all of our gems, our facts, and our scriptures. So let's go. We have, we're going to bring in our guests, and they're going to introduce themselves. Come on. Hey, friends. Yeah. Okay, Kelton, you can introduce yourself. All right. My name is Kelton Givens. I am from a small town, Sanderson, Florida. I'm 27 years old, and I'm just happy to be here. I'm overjoyed, elated. I am excited. Whatever adjective you want to add to it, I'm just overjoyed that I've been invited to this platform. Um, I want to appreciate both of you for giving me this platform to speak with you guys. I'm looking forward to having a great conversation. Awesome. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Miss Alice. Hey guys. Um, first off, thank you guys for having me. I am super excited to have this conversation and share the stage with amazing people. Um, so a little bit about me. My name is Alice. I am 26 years young. I am a life coach and I help women break free from their past and uncover their identities in Christ. Come on. I love that. Awesome. All right. All right. Now. Oh, yeah, we got some spice tonight. Okay. All right, so going into our first thing, which will be our icebreaker. Our icebreaker is if you could pick one word to describe the dating culture among millennials, what would it be and why? Mm. Amen. That's the prophecy. All right. No. All right. <laughs> We, we were shouting. Y'all should have told me. I came, you know, prepared. <laughs> um, I think if I was going to describe the dating culture in this generation, I would say that it is very, um, and most people may not agree with this, but it is definitely, um, we're in a season where it is, for believers and unbelievers, it's mm -hmm. a, a mix. Okay. Like anything goes. So um, I would say in this day and age, it's a mix. Like there are no rules. So that would be. I agree. Go ahead, Kelton. Um, if I had to describe the dating culture right now, I probably would have to say it's a culture of uncertainty. And so we have people on that's believers that's unbelievers that are uncertain about how do you even date it's it's such a questionable thing now mm -hmm. because there used to be a standard you you went by there were kind of guidelines you would go by but now we're just in a place of uncertainty because we have so many voices saying so many things we get so many answers from so many places but we really don't have a true identity of what we should go by to date so i think our culture is just uncertain right now when it comes down to dating 
I couldn't agree more with both of you guys. I was trying to figure out a word. I'm like, what's a good, just one word? So I was reading and just kind of looking up words, like different adjectives. And I guess the most one that kind of just resonated with me, just complex, like dating culture is so complex these days. Like whether you're a believer or a non-believer, like Alice said, it's just a mix. And like you said, Kelton, there's no standards these days. So it's just very complex to even, you know, even want to put yourself out there, then go through that whole process. Uh, it's very complex. That's my word. Mm, come on. I would agree. Yeah. Bro, what's your word? Fake. <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel like a lot of people are fake. Um, when it comes to dating, I feel like um, they idolize the idea of a relationship. I feel like they're not very transparent um, in regards to like what they want. They're not transparent in their thoughts, their imperfections, their goals. Um, I think that they're not uh, true to who they are as a person. Um, I think that they don't know who they are, so they're looking for people to uh, help them identify who they are. Um, and I just like it's really they just fake, yeah, respectfully and disrespectfully. You can tag me, you did. <laughs> You just always got a But that was a good one. I mean, yeah, it is a lot of fakeness, you know. And I think it's a lot of trust too. You just can't trust a lot of people these days. That's it's, true. Whew, I'm with my word complex because come on. Okay, it's just too much to do <laughs> these days. Like, okay. So Chris, you wanna go, you wanna lead us into our first question? Yes, yes. So, um, so guys, this is one of the questions I got from a lot of people, and I want to ask it to you guys. So, what is one common unrealistic expectation during dating? So, I'll I'll start us off. Go ahead. I would say that people have this idea that people are perfect, mm. right? And so we don't understand that we have to extend grace in the dating process. Now, that doesn't mean that you tolerate everything. But I understand that you're human and you may mess up. Okay. That answer. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And and I think that's a great answer. I, I also want to add, I think that one of the, the biggest unrealistic expectations that we see in dating right now or that we have when we go into the dating process is that we go in with the expectation of trying to build a person instead of really trying to get to know a person. And so when you go with a preconceived idea of what you want a person to be, um, you are neglecting to see who they really are, for one. And then you go in with the wrong mentality of trying to tell them who to be. You're trying to mold them who you want them to be. And then that just causes more problems. I just think that's one of the biggest unrealistic you know, ideas we have in dating now is to go in with a mindset of this is what I want, but I'm going to try to mold this person into it instead of finding out if that person can fit that mold from who they already are. That's good. I told y'all my bro's coming with that. <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop it. Let me see. Let me see. I would say an unrealistic expectation is that your relationship has to look like the next person's. That's a big one. I see that a lot. You know, like you feel like, like Kelton said earlier, we have so many of these like different devices just telling us how this is supposed to look, how that is supposed to look. And so many people feel like they have the heat to that. Like, oh, this is how my relationship is going to work because if my relationship looks like so-and-so's, then I know it's going to work. Or my relationship is like this, then I know we'll be successful in the dating and then the marriage. And that's just kind of unrealistic that because not everybody relationship is going to be the same, you know, because not... Let me say this because God is not 
position your relationship to be the same as the new relationship. So you have to have discernment in that process and that dating process to know that, okay, my relationship not going to look like that, but we can still be successful. We can still be happy and we can still do all these things and have a successful relationship. Right, right. I'll give that a thousand percent, sis. Now, I mean, I'm going to add this before we go to the next question. It's kind of like that that common uh, phrase, right, that there's no one set rule for every house, right? You know what I'm saying? Like how Alice may act in her relationship, that that may not be how you're going to act in your relationship. You know what I'm saying? The rules and boundaries that Kelton may set in his relationship, you know what I'm saying? That may not work for me. You know what I'm saying? Because all of us are trying to, we're, we're, we're compromising our way of life and our way of how we're doing things to adapt to somebody else's and not us together are forming a new way of life. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's really, really good. I think that's a really good answer. Sis. I appreciate you for dropping that gem. Good, good, good. Thank you. Come on. All right. My question is, um, I put even in the Gen Z, but we're just going to focus on millennials. But my question is, in this generation, we hear that we're just talking phase a lot, you know, and it's almost like it's become a statement status. Like people be like, what's your status? What's your relationship status? Oh, we're just talking, you know. So how do, like, what would be your, I guess, perspective on why people are so you know, eager to even be in that phase? And why is it so hard to get out of that phase? Um, can I take a different kind of maybe perspective on it? So, so with the talking phase, I don't want to consider that in the beginning as a negative thing. You know, we kind of get a negative connotation to talking. Um, I think that is your vetting spot. You know, you, you should really be vetting someone in the talking phase. True. So it should be, you know, I don't know if y'all remember 50 cents on 21 questions. You should be asking 21 questions. I mean, times 21. I mean, really get to know someone in that talking phase as to what are your ideologies? What are your beliefs? What are your values? Yes. You know, you know, when you start to really dig into a person's mindset, that will tell you a lot about whether we can get out of this talking phase or this needs to phase into just a friendship. And see, if you can decipher that early and you get a real understanding about who a person is, then you will know which direction to take. I think we sometimes um, we don't get out of the talking phase, though, because there's not clear communication about what I expect, what you expect, who you are, who I am. We're, we're still trying to put on a facade so much to make the person like me, you know, so I may have attracted them with my looks, but now we're trying to get a little deeper in the talking phase with who I am. And I'm trying to make it seem like I'm the best version of this person. And so uh, it takes a minute to get through that. Cause we all, we all do this. We all want to put our best self in front of everybody. I promise you, I went and made sure nothing was in my teeth. I put on some nice clothes. I tried to look presentable tonight. Cause I knew I was going to be on this show mm-hmm. now. And we know we're going to do that with somebody that we trying to, you know, have a relationship with. We're trying to have something going with, if I'm if I'm trying to keep this young lady, I'm trying to show her the best me. But sometimes that can be deceptive. And mm-hmm. so that's why we get buried in that talking phase. And then on top of that, like I said, miscommunication of who you represent yourself to be. Oh, very good answer. Good job, bro. That my boy. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to go behind him anymore. Oh, oh man. <laughs> 
Um, no, I totally agree. I think um, you said a lot of what I was going to say, because I think a lot of people don't set expectations. Um, we don't set boundaries around that. Um, I think that a lot of times the Bible talks about how we're to guard our hearts. And in that process of talking, we give our hearts away without really realizing who is this person. And so I, I agree with you that in that stage, it should really be I'm vetting you. And it's not that I'm betting you to fall in love with you. I'm betting you to figure out, can we work? Can we work as friends? I agree. Can we work as a relationship? I think a lot of times my father's always taught me qualify every relationship. And when I say that, I'm, I mean, even in friendships, are you an acquaintance? Are you an associate? What are you in a relationship? Are you going to be a boyfriend type or are you husband material? Who are you? You know, not only who are you, where do you come from? What's in your, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times we don't really look at the background of somebody and then we get upset when the reality of them come out later on, when we didn't have to waste all of that time, had we really done our job in that talking phase. But I think a lot of times we get into this, especially as women, oh, well, he cute, he fine, he got a job and uh, that qualifies you. No, it's gotta be done. Yeah, come on. And so um, we have to be responsible with dating. And I think that because, and if I can be honest, most churches haven't really talked about dating. We've only spent time on marriage. marriage. We have a lot of people failing in dating, which mm, is into failing. And so we have to be very, very careful on how we do. And so I'm glad that, you know, Millennial Speaks is using their platform to talk about dating because it's something that everybody's doing it. Yes. And a lot of people are not doing it well. And so I'm grateful that we're having this conversation because I think it's time to educate millennials so that we don't fail like the last generation. And so that we don't end up as just baby mamas or we just have like talking phases and all this foolishness. You know, it's really essential that we start to raise up kingdom marriages. Come so on. Yeah. I'm grateful for this talk. Nah, listen. I, Absolutely. First of all, I agree with that on one million percent because I can say that. I've, I've been in that phase, right, where I give my heart, you know what I'm saying? Because I think I tell people all the time, like, when I be dating them, I'm like, listen, like, I'm not like the average person you talk to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be very upfront, community, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I feel like, for me personally, like, I've done that. Like, I've given my heart to somebody, like, real quick, and then be wondering, like, oh, dang, like, why they ain't manage my heart the way I wanted them to? You know what I'm saying? Why they ain't manage my friends the way I wanted them to? Mm -hmm. Like you said, and that's just, like, you know what I'm saying? Understanding, like, moving past situation, like, okay, like, what, what did I feel at? Or what did I overlooked, you know what I'm saying, within my betting phase, you know what I'm saying, that I could have did better because, like I said, I'm pretty sure everybody has, could have did a better job at betting at some point, you feel me? So I, I, I agree that a thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. Y'all raise, raise your hand now if you don't have some bad betting. Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to raise two of my hands. I'm going to put mine up too. <laughs> but I totally agree with all of y'all. Like, y'all all made really good points. Like, that betting phase, it's an important step, you know, and people just they ready to bypass that and just be like, oh, we're in the best relationship we've ever been in. You know, like that's an important process that we need to stop overlooking. And no, it's not that it's a bad thing. Like, oh, we're just talking. But at some point, you have to leave that stage that we're just talking stage. And like, what does that time frame look like? I feel like at least three months, you should be done with the talking. And it might be earlier than that for some people, but three months, we should be done talking and on to the next you know, step in our relationship because it's not going to take you that long to know if that person is for you. And for that, he might reveal that quicker than three months. So 
be ready. Unless you plan the field. And see, that's why, that's why I got to keep my sister Tavia, y'all, in prayer. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all look at my sister. Just look at her. She's beautiful. It's just lay, slay, pray, all the <laughs> People are going to be attracted to her. You know what I'm saying? But they need to see the deeper. They need to see her heart. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all, as soon as y'all come to my DMs, y'all need to make sure that y'all come with that word. Y'all make sure y'all come with that word first in order to play your heart. Because the answer is no. You hear me? Bro, <laughs> you always wear somebody in my DMs. Right? And can I say something else? That is too. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's about a fool, man. He is. Listen, a whole one. I Go think on. the other problem is, is that we don't qualify things under the light. So one thing that I realized, right, is when you go to TSA, they put your ID under the light. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel as though one thing that the Lord has begun to teach me in my dating process is vet people in the spirit. Because anybody can lie to you, but the Holy Spirit isn't going to lie to you. So if you start to use your discernment and you start to pray about people, y'all, I go on dates with people and I go into the car and I say, Lord, is that it? And he'll be like, nope, that's not it. Keep it pushing. (laughs) And so I don't have to waste time. And I think a lot of times we waste a lot of time because we're not asking him for permission to pursue something. Come on. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's not, not nine months, three months, six months, six years, because you've asked him and he'll give you an answer. And fellas, mm-hmm. you need to pray as well, because when you go on those dates, you need to say, God, reveal to me her real identity outside mm-hmm. of this makeup, Lord, in this frontal, in this and these nails, Lord. Yeah. I identify who she really is, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we, we don't know. We Am just I don't right? know. Listen, I bro. can't even argue with you. I was, I say, I was no. trying to stay serious, but I mean, you are telling the truth. But this is the thing, because the spirit of deception is taking, and I, I have to minister to my brother, brothers. The spirit of deception is trying to overtake us. If you have to, brothers, take her to the pond, take her to the pool, take her to the ocean. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord will reveal to you what you need to know. My God, go. go but while you're saying that, while you're saying that uh, in a joking way, it's but you but you have a point. Yes. And the reason why I'm going to say that because just this week I was doing a study in Proverbs, and mm-hmm. so my study in Proverbs, uh, I believe it's in chapter five and six, talks about a wayward woman and a woman mm-hmm. of and and to avoid seduction. Come and so, on. brothers, yeah. brothers, you are looking for Kevin Samuels. Um, books, YouTube, and all of that to tell you about yeah. how to handle a, a relationship, dating, and all that stuff. No, go to the scripture. The scripture will give you the things that you need to the tools that you need in dating and finding you the right woman. Allow the scripture to speak to you, just as my sister said up here, though, as well. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give you another scripture reference and I'll, and I'll leave it alone. If you go to Matthew chapter two, chapter one and two, where Joseph is being instruct, instructed by an angel, that's the spirit in that, in that chapter on how to handle Jesus's birth. Now, if you don't know how to rely on the spirit, you will mess up the future of your whole life. In the in the way aftermath of this situation, come on. See, Joseph could have looked at the situation. This woman is pregnant, and this ain't mine. Uh, people are after us because King Herod was coming to kill Jesus, and he wanted to find Jesus and kill him. And then, if if Joseph did not have the wherewithal to listen to the Spirit of God that was speaking to him in dreams, mm-hmm. then he would have never handled Jesus' birth the right way and set Jesus on his path to be who he had to be to his people. 
and to us that are saved. And so I, that's the same thing with your dating life. You can derail your entire life with dating the wrong person, getting in a relationship with the wrong person because you didn't listen to the spirit when the spirit was trying to tell you, no, that's not it. Or yes, this is it. Yo, so that's just on. my two cents. Ah, wow. I couldn't agree more. You teach yourself. Stop it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really good question. And y'all answered that well. Go ahead, Chris. Ooh, all right, y'all. So we're going to get deep, you know what I'm saying? Because real deal, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of millennials out here that's, gonna, that's watching this show right now. And I want to make sure that I ask questions that can really help them out, right? So my question is, as a believer, as a Christian, um, how do you see yourself reframing from sex and how do you see yourself effectively dating if sex has been crossed or that boundary of intimacy has been crossed? Do you feel like it's still a, uh, a way to effectively date that person? Good question. So, well, Alice, we, go, we start with you, Alice. So practical answer, because I'm a practical type of person. Come on, come on, keep it real. Keep it real. No, honestly, I, I think that, you know, we laugh and joke about Netflix and chill. But if you know your type of personality and you know you can't just chill with somebody, then I don't put myself in those positions. So there were certain things that I won't do. And so we may have gone to dinner and then you're like, well, let's go back to the crib and just hang out. And you might have real intentions to just hang out. But if I know me, I'm going to say, yeah, no, you know what? Let's let's cut it off here. We had a good night. I'll see you the next time. Um, I think a lot of times we don't set up boundaries and we don't really know ourselves. If I know that's something that I've struggled with in the past, I'm not going to set myself up um, for failure. And I always tell people, I love you enough to not try to set you up or hinder you um, in your walk. That part. That's so if, if I'm not accountable for me, I'm, all, I'm accountable for you. Um, and so for me, I set up those parameters. I think the other part to that second ladder where you were talking about what happens if you do sin, I believe that grace abounds, but we don't continue to sin. And so, yes, you messed up the first time, right. but now we don't continue to repeat it. But we have to have a conversation of why did it happen and how did it happen? And how do we go forward to make sure it doesn't happen? I have friends who are married now and they, they talk about how they slipped up, but then they talk about how they begin to really um, have people who could keep them accountable. Y'all are going to laugh and I'm going to pass this to my bro. But um, <laughs> my former pastor, she would always talk about how the saints was doing sis. You're going to laugh at this one. They were doing budget. So she would call us all. And be accountable. And she would say, all right, what's going on? Especially if she knew we had a date. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy. And people are like, well, why you got somebody in your business like that? I don't, that's doing too much. But if it's something that you've struggled with, until you can overcome that struggle, you're going to need you someone who's going to be like that AA partner that says, hey, did you have a drink? Okay, good. You know, so really having that person that can say, okay, get it together. Um, and so that's how I tell people so that yeah. you don't. Know, we don't end up in sin or continue in sin. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that's good. It's all she, about accountability. Sometimes she said she didn't want to go after me. I don't want to go after her. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, that she hit the nail on the head. Uh, if anything, I could add. Uh, the two words I thought about with this kind of question is um, triggers and limitations. So, and it, and it really bounces back to what she said. Um, if you know your limitations, you know how far you can go, 
don't go beyond that because you know you're not strong enough to handle it. Um, so allow your limitations to be a hard line that you will not cross. Um, because once you start to teeter totter with it, it's it's probably bound to happen that you're going to cross that limitation. Yeah. Then know your triggers. I know if you kiss my neck just right, it may just it may make me rise up in the wrong way. Uh, if, you if you touch me a certain way, it may make me do some strange. See, I'm just talking now. I'm just talking. I'm just telling. So because I know my triggers, because I'm honest with myself. Because I am being real with myself and I'm not talking about the church me that, you know, is dressed up in a suit and a tie and my cufflinks and I look real good and making it seem like I got it all together. No, I'm talking about talking to the real Kelton that knows what triggers him. If he's honest with himself, then he can understand, okay, let me not let her do this. We can't go around this area. We can't do this by ourselves. Um, there's a, a former pastor I used to play for. He would always say, he used to say a lot, man, y'all need to go on dates in groups mm -hmm. because it will help you keep, keep accountability between you and you know other people that you're going on a date with. And uh, he said, that doesn't hurt. And I, I always thought that was strange at first, but then as I reflected back, I thought about it as it, it's very true. Now to the second part of your question, uh, you know, if I know you guys might not know, Chris knows I'm a basketball coach. I co actually coach girls basketball. Awesome. And so this is my analogy. I always take uh, about when you have crossed the line and you have crossed that boundary of, you know, having sex with, with your um, partner, in your relationship. And you're trying not to do that. It's just like you're in a basketball game and the first half you've turned the ball over 10 times. And the other chance, the other team has scored on all of those uh, chances that you've turned the ball over. So now when we go into the second half, we're down by 20 now instead of being up by 10. So it's the same thing with your relationship that when you've crossed the line of having sex. If you have turned over the ball this many times or you messed up, we still in the game because there's a whole nother second half we have to play. Right. But. We are we are playing out of a hole now. So that's the same thing that you have to make adjustments at halftime to say, OK, no more coming over your house. No longer you coming over my house. Uh, we're going to go on dates and we're going to be home by 930, 10 o'clock. I mean, whatever your parameters have to be to say, OK, these are the adjustments. Now let's go win the rest of the game right. and we come back and win in the second half. And one other thing is, my brother taught me this. Shout out to Minister Tyrese Giving. That's my big brother. He said this word. He said these words to me. He said, "Kelton, sex is like the Pringle commercial. What they always say about Pringle, about the Pringles and the Pringles can." He said, "Once you pop, it's hard to stop." <laughs> that's all. That's all I know. <laughs> For real, I just want to add that because you guys. Both ah. make perfectly good points. So I'm going to just add, when you start that, you know, that process, make sure you're on the same path. You know, make sure you guys have the same mindset, the same goal, because then that's going to help with the, the boundary setting, knowing your limitations. Once you guys are on the same track, those things become easy to manage, you know, and that's how I feel about it. Now that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, so I like this question because it leads us to our next question. So during the courting stage, what does a, I guess, a good date look like? 
Oh, okay. Make sure we're implementing those boundaries, not limitations. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let go and I'm go because I got some gym, I got some real good dates for y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna make take y'all to the top. You feel me? But y'all go sis. Go ahead, Alice. Y'all, I have a whole so let me say this, lady. Oh. Pinterest is your best friend. So it depends on what type of person you are. Yes, true. So I'm competitive. And so I love a good old classic bowling date. But I also like, I want to go to the gun range and shoot. But are you good? Oh, yes. Very adventurous. And so I have a list of things that I would like to do. But I'm also a romantic at heart. So I, I so right? I had this thing and it's called the date jar. And I did this with someone I used to date. And we had, you know, for those who are in college or those who just are on a budget, like people want to buy houses as millennials. Um, we would do like our inexpensive date. So that means that dates got to be under $50. And so we would have where we would go on picnics or do something that wasn't expensive. Um, we also had our more like, okay, these are anniversary dates. And so that might look like going to an expensive restaurant or that might look like, now I'm going to say this, but again, parameters that may mean going on a day trip or even a trip trip, but making sure I believe in separate hotels. I like paying the cost so I don't pay the cost. I like paying the cost so I don't pay the cost, but I would do different things. And so, you know, if you have museums, there are all types of dates that you really can do. I think Pinterest for me, was one of the best things because it shows you so many different ideas. I think a lot of times, um, and I'm going to give the fellas some gems. I think a lot of times you think you got to spend a lot of money on us, but sometimes it's about the quality time that you spend. But sometimes it's also about the creativity that you have because anybody can take me bowling, but it's going to take a lot for you to set up a whole dinner date at the park. It's going to take you a whole lot to do certain little things. And so I think when you're dating the person or talking to the person, you can start to hear what type of things she likes. But I want to reverse this really quick before I pass this is you got to figure out what he likes. Because I think a lot of times we're very selfish. Mm -hmm. and just like, well, he got to yes. spoil me. He got to do that. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's reciprocal. It's 50-50. Yeah. So like, I'll give y'all an example. Say that again. It's reciprocal. <laughs> Person. Yeah. Yeah. When I do, <laughs> yeah. balanced in a relationship. And so if I know that my partner likes going to a basketball game, I've done that in the past. Okay, I'm going to figure out who your favorite team is and we could go watch basketball. I don't know much about it. But <laughs> why? Because I think you need to show that, hey, it's not just about me, but it's about us. And I want to make sure just as you're attending to me, I'm attending to you so that we make this work. But I think a lot of people over-spiritualize dates and, and foolishness. And so they never really have fun with the person. Yeah. And it's about having fun with the person and figuring out what seasons. And I'm going to pass this, I promise. But <laughs> it's fall season, hay rides are a thing. Going to the pumpkin patch, picking up apples so y'all could go and make well, if you have if you can't, if you talk about the triggers again, if y'all can't go to the house and make an apple pie, don't do that. Make two separate <laughs> But here's another thing during COVID, um, I was dating and you could do Zoom dates. So y'all pick, pick up the same items if you're long distance. I was long distance. So we would pick up the same items and cook it together and figure out, you know, um, who made it better, what pick plate looks better. So I think 
people can be creative. It's just about you caring enough to do the work. True. Good, sis. That's good. You was in my yeah. bag a little bit, but you was at the top. You ain't got you ain't at the bottom of my bag, but well, that was I mean, she basically covered the same things I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, to be creative, to be spontaneous, um, to be uh, you know, intuitive, pay attention to what the person likes, you know, being very uh intentional. So when you're intentional, then you, then you're willing to do those things that she was mentioning. Uh, when you know you don't have good intentions for a person when you're talking to them, you're not going to put in a lot of effort on the dates. You always want to chill, just talk. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you really, you know, trying to, you know, you really want to get to know this person, you really have want to have a relationship with this person. You really want to date them seriously. Oh, yeah. You're trying to do anything and everything to try to impress them. And that, like you said, it definitely goes both ways. I think our culture, um, especially secular culture, has built this premise of, women need to be just spoiled and then men are left out. Mm -hmm. So we're all we have to do is just, you know, whatever the woman wants, whatever the woman wants. And so there's, you know, we've even heard sayings like happy wife, happy life, but mm -hmm. I believe in happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. So I mean, both, both people are being pleased and taken care of. And, you know, both people, our needs are being attended to. And I think that's what creates the dynamic of, you know, you can't get enough of this person. That person can't get enough of you because y'all both are being selfless and trying to, you know, please the other person, make the other person happy. So with your dates, um, I always say just be creative, like you said. And there's no limitation on that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. There's no limitation or no structure, because even when I was thinking about the question, I was like, I don't really know to tell you what your perfect date would be. It's whatever your preference is, yeah. whatever you enjoy doing. But as long as it's good, clean fun, as my dad would say, you, I think you'll have a great time and y'all continue to, you know, get to know each other, have a better experience with each other. I agree. That's good, bro. I, I, and I'm about to touch on some things that my sis Alice said and my bro Kelton. And I hopefully, you know, and the stuff that we say collectively together, we'll be able to um, help you guys in your relationship and dating phase. So for me, um, I'll just say this, starting out, right? And this is for men and women, or young men and young, young women. I feel like, one, you shouldn't even date if you can't date the person. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, like, a man should not be dating a woman if you can't go out, spend the money or the time or the effort to court her. Women, you should not be dating if you're just looking to get fed every time. If you're not in a position where you can, can contribute to dating by showing interest in that man, you shouldn't be dating. And I'm going to give you an example why. Because, for example, let's say a man finds interest in a woman, right? And they date for 12 weeks long, and this man has been doing everything, come out the pocket and all this stuff like this, right? This is why this is a key contributor to why some relationships fail. If a man is dating you for 12 weeks and he goes paid all pay all the dates and he does all this, when he finally gets you and you're his, he people say, Well, he changed because guess what? Now he's exhausted. So now he's gonna want all that time back that he invested 12 weeks in. And if you're not mm -hmm. in a position to now reciprocate that 12 weeks worth of giving uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and on dates, then he's gonna he's gonna He's going to be spiritually uh, fatigued and physically and financially fatigued because he's going to say, okay, I invested all of this. And sometimes when you make an investment, everybody who make an investment, you're looking for a return. So sometimes, and I try to advise some of my bros, like, but when you make an investment past two weeks, but you have to slow down on how much you're putting in and mm -hmm. allow that person to show you if they can invest back into you because at the end of the day, it's not going to be good for you or her because once you invested so much and then you want your return back, and then she said, oh, you switched up. You're not going to get what you invested in her. And then she's going to, it's, it's going to be bad. So that's that. Now, the another thing I can tell y'all that's going to really help y'all out is what I do, <clears throat> what I've been doing. 
Tell us, bro. Creating a uh, dating bucket list, right? Give it to a partner. And obviously, I'm not normal. Like, I must say, I'm adventurous. I don't like going to the stuff like skating, movies. That's boring. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody do that. Sit down with your partner and say, hey, what you like to do? Y'all come up with a spiritual dating bucket list. Write down everything that y'all want to do. It can be anywhere between 25 to 50 things. That way it would keep y'all engaged in y'all relationship at all times. It also would give y'all an outlook on the future because y'all are planning the future together because now y'all saying, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then it also allows both of you guys too to be able to pick and choose. Okay, hey, babe, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this day. Hey, sweetie, I'm going to take care of this day. And it incorporates both of the, y'all ideas or whatever, stuff like that. Like some of the stuff I put on my dating bucket list, like, hey, I want to go skydiving. I want to go snorkeling. Um, I want to go to uh, a zip line uh, course where you walk through the uh, mountains and stuff like that. I want to go snowmobiling. I've never been skiing. I've never been snow snowmobiling. I want to go horseback riding. These are all things that people don't do during dates. But guess what? That also help you vet as well because guess what? One thing about a man, the Bible says, a man that finds the wife finds the good thing and obtain favor in the Lord. No man is going to invest in those type of dates with you if he's not interested in you. So That's you guys, facts. That's if, facts. If you guys utilize the four C's. I like. I added the fourth C on there recently. Communication, consistency, compromise, and Christ. You cannot go wrong. One, because if you utilize, if you utilize Christ, y'all spirits are going to be equally yoked. If you utilize communication, you can identify to them verbally what you want, what you want to do, and how you want to do it. Consistency, just like my sister said, you put that, that good foot forward in the beginning, consistency is going to show you, hey, is that good foot just for two weeks, or is it going to be for three to six months? Then you can evaluate and say, you know what, hey, you wasn't doing what you did in the beginning, so now you can start to identify that's a red flag. I don't want to beat you no more. I don't I want to end this. And then um, compromise, pretty much. Detavia, Alice, and Kelton and myself, we all grew up in four different places. We all have a way a different way of life. I think my sister says she Jamaican, sis, uh uh from the islands. So her way of life is Trinidadian, I'm sorry. She's Trinidadian. So everybody's way of life is different, right? So if you date somebody, you have to understand you have to compromise your way of living and how you was brought up and what you like to do with somebody else so y'all can have a, co a cohesive way of doing things together, which will benefit both people. But I'm gonna say this again. Get a dating bucket list. Right now, things that you haven't done that you would like to do with that person if you're seriously interested in them and dating them. And watch how quickly your, your relationship elevate. You know what I'm saying? Because you will see, okay, dang, we did three dates, but we got 30 more to go. And then those 25 or 50 dates you do may carry you out through a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just say, you know, y'all welcome. You feel me? And uh, this Bro, is you dropping gems. This you dropping gems. This is dropping gems, bro. We gave a whole lesson. Yes, sir. What was the four C's again? Communication. As a matter of fact, effective communication. Okay. Compromise. Uh, consistency. consistency. And, and Christ. Christ. We and need to put Christ first, but we get it. We get the point. But if the person I'm dating is Christopher, uh, Christ, communication, consistency, compromise. <laughs> <laughs> so you need the five. You need the five. Scenes. You need the five. Scenes. You need the five scenes. My God, oh boy, crazy. I'm lying for that. <laughs> you gotta just throw that out there. You know what I'm saying? No. No, you could stay hidden in the back. But yeah, that was that was really good. Y'all dropped a lot of gems. I mean, I don't even know what to say because I feel like y'all hit y'all hit it on the nose. You, Come on. Like, I mean, like Kelsey said, there is no perfect date. You can't tell somebody what a perfect date looks like. It's all about your preferences. And you just want to be able to get to know that person so that you can plan effective dates so that you guys can have fun. Because I I mean, I haven't started dating yet, but that was a really good question when Chris put it down because I'm like, 
what does a <laughs> what does a good you know date look like when you're courting someone so that was really good and i i'm taking the advice i'm doing the jar alice i'm gonna do the jar i'm, I'm stealing that because those are good ideas because yeah. you keep it fun and entertaining it don't have to be boring we don't just have to i sit on one side of the couch you sit on one side of the couch and we watch a movie that's boring we should be able to engage and still have fun and keep it safe and clean so whoever dating my sister your little uh, dating bucket list gonna have to get cleared through me. You feel me? <laughs> I ain't gonna be taking my sister. Chris, who are you? Y'all been not be, y'all not been be taking my sister. Chris running it's things. Four for four. You know, y'all not taking my sister for no four for four. Uh -uh, they did no. not take me to no four for four. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or my sister Alex. Y'all better take them to the nicest place. You feel me? That your little often play can can uh handle. You did. Did you say, oh. What did you say? <laughs> that they little often play can handle. Oh God. <laughs> Come on. Okay, okay. That's good stuff, though. Okay, where we at? We... Oh, it's my question. Okay, okay right. go ahead. So, all right, it's a big one, right? Like I said, I wanted all my questions to be, like, practical and reality to the people that's going to be watching this. So, one, how would you feel if you're dating somebody, right? Let's just say for the sake of an example, three, no, six months, right, to a year, and this person does not post you on social media. How, how do you feel dating-wise if your significant other does not post you on social media? Alice, I love this question. Let me go first. <laughs> go, go ahead. Sit. Hold on. Matter of fact, I love this question. Let me throw it to my sister to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Because she's been I laughing. Love it. Give us some gems. How do you feel about that? I mean, personally, I would not care. I mean, if we're in a relationship and we know, you know, what we're doing, how we rocking with each other, I'm not gonna be like on my high horse, also mad that you do not post me because we have an understanding behind the scenes. And sometimes people are just private. You, I don't need you to know everything about my relationship. I don't even need. I don't even need you to know that I'm in a relationship. You know, because that's between me and that person I'm in a relationship with. And I've heard before, like once that once you, it hits that level of publicity, that's when all the drama starts rolling in. So sometimes you could just avoid all that drama if you just keep it between you and that person. Period. I agree one hundred percent. Alice, go ahead and talk to us, sis. I know you, I know you got them gems, girl. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I agree with my sis. I don't, I've never thought that my life was everyone else's business, right? And as an influencer, I have to protect what I'm building. And so I don't believe in allowing everybody to be involved. And so I think that as long as you're not a secret to those who are around you, and so if you're not like, if your bros don't know about me, if your mama at some point don't know about me, if your family doesn't know about me, then we have a problem because oh, those are people that I, I'm going to eventually care about because I care about you. Come on. Right. You don't tell social media. I don't tell social media my business. So I don't have a problem with that. I think that a lot of times, can I be honest? Social media doesn't care. Come on. They don't. Folks, I don't. Folks just want to be in your business. That's and it. So for me, I, I I had a relationship a few years back that I was super public with, and you, I'm gonna say this, and I'm it's it's y'all. Keep so it real, you know what I'm saying? Hey, keep it real. Women who who really play with folks because they know that they're in a relationship. Mm. There are people who try to come and destroy a relationship. Don't like you, and so for me, I have to protect you. Mm -hmm. I also like for me, I just believe in protecting whoever I'm dating. Right. 
And I believe in protecting what God is trying to build behind the scenes. Yes. I always say the thing about that is that the enemy, especially when you're a Christian and you're trying to build something God's way, the enemy is always going to try to send stuff. And why am I going to create an argument where there doesn't have to be one? Right. You know, I, I think we get into it because then it's like, oh, well, you didn't post me today, but you posted me yesterday. We don't have time for that. We're trying to get somewhere. So right. I don't believe I don't believe in posting. And and let me say this. I don't believe in posting until I'm an Issa Rae type person. Oh, come on. I'm going to have to post you once I have a ring because then, then we official. But I, I always say this and I'll, I'll close with this. Um, there was someone that I was dating and we both in a sense are in, in ministry. And because the world didn't know it wasn't public. And so we could still just say, continue to be friends. And there's nobody that's going to be like, oh, well, why are they still friends? Oh, I wonder how she feels about dating. And so we were that's able big. to protect each other and continue to move in, in friendship because mm -hmm. not everybody knew about us. And so I think that it's important to really protect because you never know where things are going to go. That's true. I like I like that because you That's said something that, that that you said protect that person. And mm -hmm. I don't know about y'all, but the Bible tells us, well, not, I know this. He said we have power in our tongue. So, Psalm mm -hmm. 34, I will bless the Lord at all times and this prayer shall continue to be in my mouth. But I also believe because I made the image of God that I have power in the left and the right. And I got <laughs> all of my might. I will. My God, mm -hmm. God. But go in peace. But man of God, tell us, bro, how do you feel, bro? I'm, I'm going to close it out. Listen, I 100% agree with both of my sisters here. They have made phenomenal points because I agree with definitely what you guys were saying. Um, I, I have always been this way in my life. I've always been a private person. Um, and that's by design. Um, I don't believe everyone should be entitled or is privileged to my life and to the secrets of my life. Because everybody is not looking for, uh, for you to be prosperous, for you to succeed. And everybody is not happy for you. And we obviously know that all of us being in some form of ministry, being in some form of, you know, the life we've lived, we understand we got people out here that's they're they're waiting for us to mess up. They're waiting for us to have, you know, uh, hurtful, damaging things happen in our lives. So we don't have to fuel the fire by trying to prove a point. I believe it's insecurity when you feel like you have to post everything. And that's what anything in my life, you know, if I got to post every single thing I do, every single thing I'm trying to get notoriety for, um, that's a sense of insecurity in my opinion. So I, you know, I'm not a really an insecure person. And so that's why it's really important that you hook up with somebody that has the same mindset as you, because it, you know, if they're coming at me saying, why aren't you posting me? Why aren't you posting me? That's you have not learned me well enough yet because you don't understand that I'm a private person. Um, I believe in discretion and I believe in allowing things to progress. And then at the official time, as my sister said, there'll be a time to post when it's official. But um, I just always have felt that way uh, about dating and about certain just aspects of your life. All together, yeah. my dad preached a sermon. I, I believe this probably this had to be about 10 years ago. He preached a sermon and said, Don't tell it all. Simple, plain as that. Don't tell it all. He said, Don't tell people you're going to school when you got your degree. He said, Don't tell them you're going to buy a new car, just go pick them up and give them a ride. It's certain things you just don't need to say too early. That was Joseph's problem in the scripture. Joseph was not commanded by God. You can search the scripture to go tell his brothers 
or to tell his father about his dreams. Joseph volunteered that information. And guess what it did? It caused Joseph to go through a long process of him to get where he eventually got to. But that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that was God's uh, perfect way for him to go. There's some things sometimes we talk too much and say too fast and do too quick. And then when people start talking about us, when they start seeing all the breakdowns and the crumbling of it, then now we're upset and sensitive. No, you didn't have to put all your business out there in the first place. That's why you don't need to go to Facebook and say everything. That's why you don't need to go to Instagram and say everything. So it's the same principle in your dating life. There's things that you need to keep to yourself to keep between you and the person you're dating for integrity reasons and to for protection, as my sister said earlier. So that's my stance on that. Um, that's just the way I look at it. Nah, bro, that's good. Go ahead, I like how Kelton brought the word insecurities because I feel like that's a major part when you start saying like, oh, why he didn't post me? It must be somebody else or why he didn't post me? I must not be good enough. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. we, I know we we got those those type of minds. We just start playing scenarios in our head. And it's like, OK, maybe I'm not good enough to be posted. Maybe it's somebody else. And that's not necessarily true women. It might just be private. You don't know. So don't automatically seem like, oh, it's something if he does not post you. Right. And I, and I also I also wanted to agree with what you were saying uh, to the point to say, uh, I think that's that's back to culture. We've gotten to this culture that we have to prove a point to everybody and to make it seem like our life is so grand and so great and we're living for other people so you're living miserably doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do out of your character just so you can please other people that is a form of insecurity and so i i 100 100% agree with my sister on that and i i even tag on to that bro like man y'all know i'm millennial speed we're gonna keep it real you know what i'm saying so for me personally in the past like i used to be that person oh my gosh like this, this girl's amazing Guys, like I'm gonna post it, da, 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 right? Things be good for a few months, and then what I realized is that um, a pet people mind that I don't like that. I want to say who it was, but an individual, they, like every time we get into an argument, it'll make a subliminal post Drake, uh, Drake verse, or a Kanye verse, or or a City Girl verse, or I don't care about. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing. So now I gotta address you behind the scenes. So this is what we're doing people knowing that we're together because I done put us out there too early. Now they looking at, you know what I'm saying, you and you trying to, you know, play like dumb, like, oh, it's just a verse, but no, it's not a verse, it's an indirect form of a, a shade, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I've done the I've done the post a person too soon and things like that. And where I stand at right now, you know what I'm saying, like, um, I, I'm pretty private, but at the same time, like I don't, you not, you may not go on my post immediately. You know, I go on the story because then they gonna laugh for twenty four hours. So if you supposed to see what you supposed to see, you know what I'm saying. You might see it. You know what I'm saying. But however, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm just not in the market of like just publicly like put somebody on advertisement because like like you said, it's, just, it's pretty much a level of protecting that person. You know what I'm saying. Um, my family. Um, my mom is Dr. Smith. You know what I'm saying. So my mom has a reputation in the ministry. She also has a reputation in the real estate community. You know what I'm saying. I have spiritual brothers and sisters like Alice. Uh, you kill to have uh, people around me, you know what I mean? That whole weight to their name, they have a, a certain type of respect, you know what I'm saying, that, that they command when they're around people in communities. So it's like sometimes if you um, put the person that you dating or you wait out there too soon, you can pretty much, it's, it's, it's like pretty much commit like spiritual uh, abortion, you know what I'm saying? Because the very thing that may have been good for you, you may have compromised it by letting it come out too early, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that's a hard lesson that I had to learn personally, you know what I'm saying? Where am I right now? Like, 
um, I just tell people all the time, like, just in live in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have two social medias. I have Instagram. I have Facebook. And if you look at my my following, I don't have a huge following because I, I'm not consistent on posting everything. You may see me post something every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a phrase, and it gets a lot of attention because people don't expect that from me. You know what I'm saying? But on the, on the flip side, with kind of like minimizing the how you put your person out there you're you're taking away the front row seat that the spectators and the haters have you know what i'm saying to put their mouth on you the bible says that the devil comes to steal kill and destroy so why would i put my person out there so he can steal our joy why would i let put my person out there where he can kill our relationship why would i put my person out there where he can destroy you know what i'm saying the, the the foundation that we built together because sometimes people are not ready for that they're really not you know what i'm saying and then you start to get in this mindset where you feel like now you gotta post you gotta put on people you gotta you start getting addicted to the likes and the attention versus that person which is why i go back to people are they admire the the look of a relationship versus the work like a relationship is not always easy it's a compromising contractual agreement that you are making with somebody through loyalty love christopher communication christ <laughs> compromise and consistency so you know what i'm saying that's that's for me you know what i'm saying so i think all in all you just have to protect each other you know what i'm saying like i said these spiritual hands they work they work you feel me? And if you comment the wrong thing, my, I'm going to lay hands because you will get slain in the spirit, respectfully <laughs> and disrespectfully. My God. Can, can I say one more thing? Because uh, I think the other part to this is I'm very big on whoever is my future husband. I want to make sure that he understands the position that he holds in my life and the respect. And so I'm not for everybody. And so uh -huh. neither is my social media. So if I'm posting all of these different men, it's just going to be like, oh, well, that's just another one part of the roster. But when I post that one person, they're going to be like, oh, well, this man must really, really be. Oh, he the coach. Exactly. He's the MVP. He's the MVP. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, I think that, you know, a lot of times we want to post all of these different people. And I think the person has to be worthy of the post. You know, give everything out. Um, and so for me, I, I really do believe and I want to make sure that that person understands this was a place that was held for you specially. Yeah. And that's for every part of my life. Like this, I, I wasn't doing this with everybody else. Right. So that they understand like you're really valued. I really respect you and love you. So and, that's just another thing I wanted to add. And let me say this. I, I, I want to brag on my bro for a second. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people who may not know Kelton Givens, this is like one of my, my greatest best friends. I'm talking about a man of God. I can literally say a man of God, a person that will hold me accountable. And I can say that he he I'm a living testament to tell y'all. Kelton, we've been friends like almost over 10 years now. Yeah, about, about yeah, probably about 10 and years. I can honestly say I don't even know a lot about him in, in his personal life. So he's standing true on what he said. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff, because I respect them, I don't even inquire about it because I understand the respect that he carried that, that I have for him. And I also respect how he carries himself as a man. So something I don't even ask him about because it's none of my business. And sometimes you have to command that respect and put your foot down with your family, your friends, whoever, especially if you know you got messy people around you. Hey, that's none of your business because I, I'm, the, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm the head deacon of the checking ministry. I actually have got my degree and my master's degree in the checking ministry. <laughs> and I would, I would gladly check you about me and mine because I feel like it's none of your business. You have to, it's a difference, and I tell people this all the time. It's a difference between having access to you and experiencing you, right? People, people know me. They say, "Oh, Chris, you so funny. You so this at your third. And when they see me, all they know is Chris is funny. He's goofy. This, yes, that's because 
you've experienced me, but you don't have access to me, so you don't know what else is behind what I allowed you to experience from me. So all you know is I'm funny, I'm goofy, I'm Dr. Smith's son, and that's cool. You don't know nothing else about me, and that's okay. And that's okay, because guess what? You Thank you, Holy Ghost. God sets our spiritual boundaries for us because everything that God gives us, everybody don't have the authority to be able to reach the access to yeah. us because access come with benefits. When you're yes, married, guess what that come with? That come with the access. Y'all see this all the time. These people be talking about relationships, goals, and they don't be married. But then when that person die, promise up, and when DMX died, his girlfriend was with him, I think, 8, 9, 10, 12 years, and then get nothing because nope. you, because you experienced him for all these years, but you never had access. That's because you didn't utilize the three, the four C's: communication, consistency, compromising Christ. So when you utilize those four C's, you you start to put a command and a de demand on people to respect you, to honor you, and to reverence you in a way that everybody can't, because only I can grant you authority, and only God can say, okay, you know what? That's a good person. I allow them to, because even if you get somebody authority, God will say, nah, no, that person, that person is not for you. That that person is not for you. And then you realize, well, dang, why they act like that? Because God said no, but you said yes. It don't work like that. My brother preaching. I don't care what y'all say. My brother is preaching in this place. Block it for real. Come on. Like, oh, I'm finna, I'm finna date this person. Uh, no, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't agree with that. So. And that's, that's why. I, that's why I keep my sister, uh, Detavia and Addison, my prayer. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all look at them. Look, look at my sister, y'all. Gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. And, and see, some of y'all, y'all, y'all ain't got no spirit of discernment. Y'all ain't got. <laughs> And y'all, y'all can't be rolling up on my sisters and they DMs and none of that if you ain't gonna spend discernment because that's what the spirit is gonna reveal. He gonna don't expand. Reveal. Listen, God gonna expand and expose. I like that. You know why? Because anything that God expand, it will no, no longer go back to its original form. You take a rubber band, stretch it out. Take a shirt, stretch it out. Try to put that shirt back in its original form after you stretch it out. It ain't gonna happen. Expose. Guess what? All right, thank you. I'm gonna give y'all an example, right? We all are seeds. God put us in the ground, right? Boom. We got purpose. So as we continue to grow as a seed, we're going to harvest what God put inside of us. But what you don't know is, this is where you have to use your spiritual hoe, your spiritual silver, and your spiritual uh, fertilizer. What grows around a seed? Weeds. The very thing that grows around you that's trying to connect with you may not be benefit you. Its only purpose is intended to kill you from reaping your harvest. So mm -hmm. the title of this message is, Seeds, be aware of the weeds. Come on. Preach, boy. Preach. <laughs> well. Where do I send my offer? Where do I send my offer? And I'm, just, I'm just keeping it real with you because you You're have right. you have you have pretty you have pretty weeds, you have smart weeds, you have intelligent weeds. The Bible tells us that the devil know the word. So just because that woman thicker than a snicker, wider than a spider, thicker than the many sandwich with pickles on the side with onion tips, that don't mean you gotta indulge into her because she may not be the one. She may be there just to give you a stomach virus. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can't get you can't get into that. And just because that man got money. Women, you are more than lips, hips, and fingertips. Stop allowing men to attract you with money because they have no substantial value within themselves to offer you anything other than community. My God. Uh-huh. 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 But uh listen. You talking. Like I said, if y'all come in my sister's DM, y'all better come correct. Cause I gotta I gotta spam. I'm gonna spam you. You hear me? And I know they probably gonna be like, bro, why you doing that? Because you know why? Because I'm my sister's keeper. You know what I'm saying? My yes, period. And that's my God. And, and you know what, bro? Like what you're saying, what you're saying is so true. And and even though, like I said, you you because Chris, you always been funny, but you're uh -huh. speaking so many facts yeah. about the simple fact that if I'm saying that I am running after Jesus with all my might, and I'm saying I'm a disciple of Him, why would I sit and see my sister or my brother, 
let them walk into the lion's den and be devoured? Yeah. Absolutely not. Because yeah. then I then I would not be holding up the other bargain that I, we're commanded to do. We're commanded to look out for our brothers and sisters. People Christianity is not a walk alone journey. You you are there to be there for other people as well as they're there to support you as well. So that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Have those accountability partners. Have those people that really want to look out for you. Have those people that really, and then have those people, like you mentioned earlier, have people that you can have those conversations with, that you can have real conversation and dialogue with. But everybody does not deserve that from you. Everybody cannot handle that from you. That's why you have to be very selective, have the spirit of discernment on who you will release certain information to, because some are there just to help kill, steal and destroy everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as well to the men, uh, my bros, bro. Dog, when dating, I'm going to say this for the people in the back and the people way, way in the back. It is OK as a man to be vulnerable with your significant other. It yes. is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to talk about your feelings. Because believe it or not, don't use it as a as a tactic to try to get women. But it's right. a major turn on to women when you are vulnerable, when you speak how you feel, when you utilize them to create a, a, a environment where they are your confidant. It is okay. Because yep. you and women, and I will say this as well, and I'm gonna be very strategic. I know some of y'all gonna be like, uh-uh, we see the girls, we spiritual hot girls, but no. Women, it is okay to shoot your shot. When I say shoot your shot, I'm not saying it's okay to go and tell a man you like him. No, it's okay to give eye contact and to give um, signals to a man to invite him to come shoot a shot with you. Because once you invite him, y'all, I tell people this all the time, I, I was in the military. A woman is the most deadliest weapon on planet Earth. My God. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the Bible, you got to help me out, brother. What was the woman name that uh cut do hair? Uh, Delilah. Women, y'all have such an a physical, mental, emotional influence about yourself that it can weaken the strongest man. But if, and the Bible tells us that a wise woman builds her house up, but a foolish woman tears it down. So if you utilize the elegance and the the sensitivity, you know what I'm saying, and the the poise that God is giving you, it you can be able to make the strongest man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to use this word. I know some of y'all don't like to hear it. You can even get the strongest man to submit to you. And when I say submit, submission goes both ways. So, me, mm -hmm. stop dating these women thinking these women as your girlfriend should submit to you. You're crazy. You are, cra you are a fool, respectfully and disrespectfully. No woman should have to submit to you as a boyfriend. If you find her uh, deemable as a wife, then you court her as a wife. You know what I'm saying? But stop going into these situations, y'all, looking for wife and husband benefits, and you a boyfriend, you a girlfriend. Like That, that don't make sense to me. Like, you're weird. Like you're really weird, disrespectfully, and you can meet me in the DMs. We'll talk about it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All real talk, though. All real talk. True, true, true. Can you this to the ladies since you addressed the men? Because I think sometimes this, a lot of women make the, the next one pay for what the last one did. Mm. Dating. Mm. I want to make sure that we are not bringing our past into our future, and a lot of us squander. God is releasing to us because we continue to bring baggage into new situations. So I just want to encourage any of the ladies that are listening and the men too, because sometimes they do it. Your last situation does not have to define your next situation. 
Come on. Make sure that you are understanding this is a new person, a new slate. Yes, so-and-so might have hurt you, but that is not their business. Keep pushing with them and allow that person to build their own relationship with you. Not you're on this mindset of, I got to guard myself because he's going to do me like the last one did. Period. And that's on Big Perth. I like that Alice mentioned that because Chris, you actually did skip over that question. The question was, are you emotionally healed to date? You know, not even the baggage from a previous relationship, but mother wounds, father wounds, like all of that thing, all of those things go into play when you start dating because you want to make sure you're in a healing place where you're not, you know, bringing the baggage or you're not trying to, you know, tear your relationship. Out. You want to be in a healed place so that your relationship can be at a balance so that you guys can, you know, actually have a good shot at it. So I like that she right. said that because that is true. We often try to compare the current person to the last person and it don't work that way those two different people two different times and i'm gonna say this and i want alice i want you to tap in on this because i yeah because i know that you can help clarify what i'm saying in this whole um so for me personally right and th this is what i believe right all of us are believers on this on, on this on this uh right here on this show so we know that god to be a healer a way maker he's the lord of lords the king of kings He's amazing. He, he he created everything in this world. He created the light, the darkness, the moon. Okay, got it. So so we have a concept, right, of how powerful God really is. And I'm going to show you how, how important prayer is. If you're in a situation, right, and the situation didn't go good, you got a year in, two years, three, five, ten, whatever case, however long it's in, and you, and you decide that you want to break off that situation and you want to go into the dating, pray about it. And, and give God your all to renew and take away every spirit of residue, replay and fragrance off of that situation. Cause me, this how I am, right? Let's say I'm in a relationship and we break up. I'm praying. And because the God I serve is so amazing, God, God turned me around in 24 hours. Cause guess what? I'm not going to be like, Oh, I need to heal for two months and 18 months. God, God, Lord, father, please take this Tatiana fragrance off of me. Lord, God, she, she was not doing what she's supposed to do. Lord, Heavenly Father, just get it off. You know what I'm saying? And guess what happened? 24 hours or less. Because I, I my faith is crazy. My faith is so so crazy. God look at my faith on his desk and be like, oh my gosh. We do it. Approve, man of God. So come on. Come on. When I, when I pray to God, I ask God, God, please take that person DNA off me, they fragrance, all that. God, please prepare me, God, like never before, right now, so I'm going to another situation because God knows my heart. I, I want to be married. I'm dating with an intent to marry. And I say I state that my intentions out the gate, you know what I'm saying? Not on the you know, first date, maybe within that first 24 hours. Hey, I'm looking to date with intentions to marry. So if you ain't on that, my sister, you got to go. This is not this is not a hot girl or city girl zone. You got to go. You feel me? So with that being said, I just want to encourage people. Like you don't have to be in a in a place mentally or spiritually where you feel like you gotta be healing for two, three, four, five years. No. That's you holding on to and harboring things that you don't want to let go because God is, if he's so amazing that we all believe he can do, why can't he just, Suddenly. why? We, we expect God to get rid of cancer like that. So why he can't get rid of the brokenness? And just because you have damaged, that don't mean you're not valuable. You take a can of baked beans right now and you throw it on the ground. It does not change the context of what's in that can. The can may be bruised. The can may be beat up. But guess what? The paper may be scratched, but it does not change the content in that can. And that's why it talks about the potter. The potter. If you... When an art class, you know the love pottery, just be twisting, 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 right? The potter keeps his hands on the clay because every place that he see and feel that got cracks on it, he uses the excess clay to fill it, to heal it. Guess what? When it reaches its original, its uh, its intended form, guess what it does? It put 
fire on it. Heat. The Holy Ghost fire. That's why the Bible says don't be hot or cold. I mean, don't be lukewarm. You'll be hot or cold. Because guess what? When you let that Holy Ghost fire to get put up on you, it, it puts that heat up on you. It puts that pressure under you to close up every gap, every... Think about what does fire do? What, what does fire do? It destroys bacteria. Why people? Why do, why do people boil stuff? Why do people put stuff on the fire? Because the heat cleanses certain things. So if you go into prayer, invite the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost fire to come into you and to, and to renew you from the front of your head to the sole of your feet from the inside out. Like Mr. Clean, like Boucher say, wipe it out. You feel me? Wipe, wipe me down. I'm coming, out, <laughs> I'm coming out this thing fresh. Right. Mm -hmm. Elder Boucher said it best himself. He said, wipe me down. Elder Boucher. Wipe me down. Spiritually, get wiped down, y'all. Wiped down. Get wiped down. Wiped down. My but God. but some, something you said, Chris, um, is very important too. And I'm with you and dropped a bunch of nuggets tonight. My brother is a gospel preacher. But <laughs> but uh something you said about when you ask God to cleanse you and clean you of that residue, mm -hmm. and, and and not only just the not only just the you know things that were done to you. But also, God cleansed me of the mindset I had, right, and the mindset that I that I carried to get me here, right. um, because uh, I've had a conversation with someone about this before, and I said, uh, you know, beyond other obvious reasons, why do you believe? Let me say, uh, some of us have missed out on wives and husbands because we're trying to compare them to Johnny, Sally, you know, Rebecca. John, you know, she didn't do it like this and he didn't do it like that. And he couldn't do me like this one did me. And she mm -hmm. couldn't do this one, do this like I wanted him to do or her to do. Right. So that was something that waiting eliminates. Yeah. It eliminates the comparison game. And so God wanted to take you that's never been experienced in this and you that's never been experienced in this and create something beautiful together that has never been done by either one of you. So there's nothing you're trying to compare that person to. Mm -hmm. Now you don't have that spirit damaging and plaguing your relationship. Now you build something beautiful to grow together. That was one of the purposes behind the reason why God wants you to wait. That's what the purpose was. Now, if you have not waited, and if you have already crossed that line before in your life, but you're trying to be in a renewed space, ask the Lord not only to heal you of the things you've done, but the ways you've thought so that you can now go into your next situation without a comparison going on with your new person that you get ready to date and you get ready to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. So I think that's a point. And I'm going to say this as well. I, don't, I know um, our time is getting close. Um, I want to say this. And, and Listen, y'all, first of all, I'm just saying this. I have not been perfect. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. And I think all of all of my brothers and sisters can attest at some point, you know what I'm saying, we fail uh, and, and continue to strive. But I'm going to give y'all some context, you know what I'm saying, for the people, for the community out there that's always, I'm intentionally dating, right? Right. Do I think waiting for sex, uh, having sex for marriage is possible? Yes. but And I think it's possible. And I'm going to give you some reason why I think it's possible if you're intentionally dating, Right. I think it's it's possible because if you're intentionally dating, right, utilizing the three C's or the four C's, communication, consistency, compromising Christ, right? Let's say for six months straight, you're talking to a person every day. Y'all have a set time that y'all date. Y'all go on dates three, maybe four times a week. Y'all are doing things. Y'all are getting really in-depth with each other, you know what I'm saying, about each other in six months, right? The Bible says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord, right? Yeah. So if a man is doing all these things consistently with you on a regular basis. You guys have a routine. Y'all have been consistent in this and the third. Why Why is it not normal 
for somebody to get married six months to a year. Why why do we have to date two, three, four, five years to know, okay, we want to get married? You know why? Because sometimes people are comfortable in the dating phase. You have to understand that some everybody who said they want to date with intent is not ready for their intent because they're not ready for that smoke. They're not ready, they're not ready for that responsibility that it takes to be submissive, to compromise, to communicate. They're not. You know what I'm saying? Because I truly believe that. I truly believe, you know, and I'm being transparent. Like I've been married before, you feel me? Like I've got married in less than like two years before. You know what I'm saying? At an early age. I got married when I was 21. You know what I'm saying? I was I was in the wedding, guys. He was in the wedding. <laughs> I got married, I got I got married at 21. You know what I'm saying? But I was doing those things at that age that allowed me to know, okay, I can get married. You know what I'm saying? Talking every day, you know what I'm saying? Um like going on dates like three, four times a week. You know what I'm saying? Everything. So I was able to learn about that person in that time to the point where I felt comfortable knowing the decision that I had made spiritually that, oh, I want to marry this person. It was okay. You know what I'm saying? But in other times, and this is another thing I would like to be transparent. In other times I dated, guess what I did? I wasn't I wasn't in love. I was in infatuation. Love and infatuation is cousins. But mm -hmm. love is the better looking cousin. I'm trying to tell you. Because get what? Infatuation will give you all the attributes of love with no substance. You 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 will fall in infatuation with their money, how they look, how they go to church, how they shout for clout, like my brother Eric Robinson said, shout out to him. Um, you will fall in, you will fall in infatuation with how they dress. You will fall in infatuation with their influence into the community, but you will, you won't have no love for them because the Bible tells us that love conquers all things and love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't boast. It doesn't. It's not prideful. It doesn't want his own way. It is patient. So when you say the word love, you have to under, you have to understand that God is love. So. If I'm trying to, if I'm a believer, right, and I'm gonna say this, and this, this is for me. I know y'all might not agree with this, or y'all might do, but for me, when I'm in a relationship, I try to make sure that I exemplify so much love. I can forgive you for anything, forgive you for anything. Now, now, as long as you don't call the police to the house or put my life in danger, I can forgive you for anything. If you cheat on me, that's the first time that you're gonna ever do. If you do it any time after that, I'm letting you go. I'm done with you. Because guess what? And I know this. This is not common. This is not normalized. God says unconditional love that means i should be able to love you through everything people love with conditions they like with conditions they date with conditions mm -hmm. that's why when adversity strikes they're so quick to do you know what right. I'm saying? and i'm not saying that and, and and i'm not saying that oh whoever i'm the person i'm dating like they can cheat on me no that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying is that like my brother allison the table said earlier go through that vetting phase so you don't so you can minimize the level of disappointment that that person could take you through you know what i'm saying so and stop putting people on pedestals. You know what I'm saying? People, we're we're flesh. Don't put nobody on a mental pedestal where they where you feel like, oh, they'll never do this to me. Some of y'all favorite preachers probably be cussing their wives out behind scenes. You know what I'm saying? But when when you see them, they give me you an image. What we're talking about, about on social media that you're like, oh, that's that's oh my, that's a relationship goal. But his wife probably, probably said he ain't even have to go behind public. But you know, I'm gonna rest my case because. I don't want to start again. You know, my, my oil starting to heat up. You know what I'm saying? Starting to heat. <laughs> okay, so I know we have two more questions, but we might just do one depending on the time. But my next question is, should Christians that are dating explore and or rely on horoscopes and compatibility tests? No. So <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> um, I want to go to something because the Holy Spirit's really been putting this on my heart before we um, go to that question, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, because I think something that we skipped over is closure. And okay. I want to share um, a little bit of my testimony at one point. I was dating somebody and we had dated for almost four years and I didn't get 
<laughs> I didn't get the proper closure that I liked or wanted. And so there was a point where the Lord said, I'm going to take you through a journey. Right. And sometimes wholeness can only be found in God. So if you don't allow him to restore you, you will continue to go through the same cycles. And so he began to take me through a journey that wasn't long, but it felt long. And so one day he said, pray and worship. And so I began to pray and worship and I was honest with God. And I think a lot of times we don't think we can be honest with God. And so I told him I was angry. This person did me this way. And I explained everything. And the Lord said, I'm going to heal you. And literally in that moment, the Lord healed me. And he said, you don't need closure, but I'm going to give it to you. When I came out of prayer, this man who I had not spoken to in more than three months called my phone and said, I don't know why I'm calling you. Mm. I just felt like I needed to. And literally the Lord allowed me to have the closure that I needed. And so when you submit your heart to God, he's able to guard it and do the things that he needs to, to heal it. And so I just want to encourage any person that is listening, submit your heart to God. I think the problem is when I was younger, my mother said something and I didn't always heed to it. And it's a crazy little cliche, but it says my heart is so wrapped up in God. that Whoever is my husband will have to go to him to find it. And so because we don't do that, wow. we give it to everybody and then we only have certain pieces of it. Mm. And if we allow it to stay with God, it stays whole. And so it's not damaged when the right one comes. Wow. And so I just want to encourage you all. We all make mistakes, but in the presence of God, he is able to erase that. Uh, I'll even be really transparent. I have friends who we share journeys and you were talking about earlier you were talking about sex and you were talking about, well, I'm sorry, we grown, I guess, on this, on this yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about that. And what people don't understand is, and some people might say, oh, this girl don't went a whole left. But God is able to redeem you where you don't even remember what the last person was like. Come on. You got to be able to get that's in his right. presence and say, Lord, that's what I want. Come, Come on. on. Some of us like the, um, the whole memory. Cause then we could we could continue to think about that person and have that right. attachment. Wash it, wash it away. Exactly. We got to get into his presence and say, "Clean me up." Yep. Because let me tell you something: if you don't allow him to clean you up, you're delaying what the promise is for your life. Yes. And I refuse to delay my promise because I want to stay with an attachment from the past. And so I want to encourage you. Your husband is doing the work. Your wife is doing the work. So you do the work so that you guys can meet at the appointed time because there's kingdom attached to it. And one thing I tell people is your marriage should glorify God. So that means that there's an assignment on that. And the longer I'm delaying the assignment, I'm affecting somebody else's life because I'm not doing or being in the position God told me to. So I just want to encourage you stay on a journey with God so that you get to the places that he has for you on time. And don't allow any counterfeit to delay your promise. And so that's all the Lord wanted me to release. Come on. Um, but to answer that question on court. <laughs> Thank you for that, Alice. Amen. Amen. Though. Amen to it. Yeah, to go back on horoscopes. God is my standard. So I don't need a horoscope to tell me my match. If I go off of the Bible and if I go off, of, I think you were talking about first first Corinthians 13, four, seven. If I put your name in that and you fit that description, then I have my answer. If I put your name in it and you don't fit that description, then I have my answer. But people don't want an answer because they want what the world has. Christians, for some reason, we want to be like the world. But because we want to fit in. Let me tell you something. Just because you're born in January and I'm born in September does not mean, mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. 
it doesn't make I mean a thing. And you actually look crazy because do you think that every person in January that was born is the same exact way? Come on. No, that doesn't make any sense. My siblings, so two of my siblings are born on the same exact day. Literally. But they are the same, but they are also different. So what do I what am I saying? My parents couldn't raise them the same way. Why? Because they're different. So you're dating somebody because they're in the same month, and it's just like that doesn't make sense. But let me tell you something, and I'll I'll yield after this. That's a tactic of the enemy to get you stuck in stuff so that you never get to where God has for you. And that's why as Christians, we have to understand that we were never supposed to um, fit in with the world. We were never supposed to take their standard of dating. And we let me tell you something. Divorce rates are 50-50. The world got the same number as the church. How is that possible if God gave us the standard and is the standard for marriage? It's because we don't go for him for we don't go to him for marriage. We go to the world and then we mess up. Cardi B. Yeah, that's yep, not absolutely honest. We we talking about life goals. Can I be honest with y'all? We talk about life goals so much and we don't understand what these people go through behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, and stop letting everybody preach to you because some people who are preaching about marriage got sucky marriages. Exactly. Talking about, oh, yeah, do this, do that. And your husband behind the scenes don't even like them nor love them. They sleep in separate rooms. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. It, it is. But we don't understand. That. And one thing that I learned recently, the Lord has been having me pray about my future marriage. And what he said to me was, you saying that you want that person's life. And not knowing the spirits that are behind that person's life, you're actually speaking word curses on your future marriage. You are a priest, cheater girl. And so I'm not cheater girl. And so I cheater girl because I'm over here praying, oh, I want my relationship to be like them. We don't forgot that Beyonce and Jay-Z and Solange was in that elevator, but they're goals. Okay. You know, and so we, we forget this stuff. And so we we saying all these people are goals, and it's just like create your own goals. God is the goal. His standard for my marriage is the goal. I don't need the rest. Y'all are not a measuring stick. His will and his plan for my life is. And so mm-hmm. I don't have to compare myself to the world nor other kingdom figures. I agree. Because Zodiac, Absolutely. I mean, when you think about Zodiac signs, it, they're so vague. Like you said, it can apply to anybody. Like just because you were born in July and I'm born in. Let's say December. So we two different zodiac signs. So that means we shouldn't be together because the world, the social media, love to say, "Oh, don't date the Aries, don't date a Pisces." Like what? You don't know. God might just be having that person be your person. Like, how are we using a zodiac sign to define who who that person is? Because only God can define that person. Like, let me see what the scripture Jeremiah fifteen. It says, "Your words." Your words were found and I ate them and your words became for me joy and the delight of my heart. Like we look at these words because that's all it is. It's just statements, vague statements that are not even true and could apply to anybody. But once you read the word, dissect the word, heed the word, meditate on the word, that's your guidance. Like we can't rely on zodiac signs to guide us into a relationship and define our relationship. Only God can do that. I 100% agree. Um, the the way I put it in, in a short segment is that, you know, what do you value as a Christian to be your guidance, as you all have already stated? 
if I have a high value of scripture, then that means nothing else can compare to scripture. See, what we have allowed the culture of the world to do is make it that we we put Steve Harvey books and talk shows and even some of our favorite podcasters and some of our favorite influencers and and some of our favorite people. We have aligned their words, their perspectives, their ideologies to be on the same level as the scripture and as the word of God. And that's the most backwards thing you could ever do as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because if you're going to follow Jesus Christ, he said you got to deny yourself. And yourself is what aligns with this stuff that people say that ain't really right, but right. it's what I like. Mm-hmm. So it may not be right, but I like it. I so, like I, it. you know, I'm, I ain't going to deny that. And so, but no, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross. And he said, follow me. Yep. So if you're going to follow God, that means my word has to be the final word, not the 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 book you got on the bestsellers list and not your favorite influence your favorite artist your favorite movie uh actress or actor they don't get to set the standard for a believer's life that's why i'm i'm very big on letting people talk about the church no you can't talk about the church because the only person that can give critique to the church is people that work in the church people that are in a part of the church we're the only ones that can give that critique and make it better but if you're not a part of the church, I'm not I'm not giving you the leeway to give me understanding on what needs to be fixed about the church. That's the same thing when it comes down to this. I don't allow outside sources to be triumph and be uh, the same measure as the, the scripture. The scripture is the highest infallible word of God that I do not allow anything else to either succeed or be on the same uh, same level as. And so I think that's what we have to look at horoscopes as uh, or anything else. We have to look at it simply. This is not the word of God. This does not trump the word of God. And it's not more important than the word of God to my life. Now, somebody that does not believe, of course, they, they, they'll believe anything and they can go to any source. But right. our source of what we go to has to be the scripture. And I'm, I will be on that mountain and down that mountain as long as I live. For real. Facts. Let's um, hit them with that that the um the, the scale. Kind of our time is getting a little uh, almost there. I, I want to make sure we hit this because I want to get the input. But you go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, so me and Chris, along with a few other people, we had a conversation a few weeks ago about the ten point scale, and it's like when you say a girl is a ten or a guy is a ten. So that's the ten point scale. So the question is, should Christians use that ten point scale? And let me let me get some context first before y'all go. Let me tell you what I said, right? So what I said was that we had a conversation. I said, you know what? If I see a woman, right, and she's the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life, physically, I'm giving her a seven, straight up, right? Because I said that she can't be a ten in my eyes because to me, a ten is marriage material. The other three points I'm giving you off: if you have a relationship with Christ, if you're great at communication, if you have a great attitude, if you're approachable, if you're agreeable all the other components that consist of you possibly becoming a 10 because I don't say, I don't feel like a 10 is all the way physicality. A 10 is like, oh, that's white material. Like I, I see myself marrying you. So my sister was like, oh, well, why do they get so many points as a seven? Let what me, let me speak for myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said, cause I found wrong in that because he said, 
he gave the girl a seven right off looks and appearance, right? Not nobody so, specific, just giving an example. Nobody specific. Just so then he said, what? So that's seven. You got like, what, four more points left. And right. you put in there for, for knowing God, for what else, being a wife. No, just white material. Like, if you got a relationship with God, you got, you're a great communicator, you're agreeable, you know what I'm saying? That's only worth three points. So my thing was, why are we giving a seven just based on looks and appearance alone when God, knowing Christ, having a relationship with God triumphs that? And then y'all know what my sister said? I, 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 I said, that's if I see the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. I'm not giving her a seven. You know what my sister said I was out of 10? 2002. <laughs> oh, wow. But but I explained in, in, in total because that makes a difference. But the thing is, I explain my ten point scale to him because everybody ten point scale might look different. Okay, but okay. if you if you look at my ten point scale, you you don't go past two for just looks. I mean, because that's not that's important, but it's not the ultimate factor for me. Right. You know, so I value you being able to pray, <laughs> worship, read your word, have a relationship with Christ over you looking okay. I ain't, say, I ain't say my bro was ugly. That's just. Y'all, she told me I Jordan too. She told me I was on the same schedule as Michael B. Jordan. So, I mean, I, I guess she made up a little bit, but I'm not saying that a woman seven that I'm giving her is like, it holds so much weight. I'm just saying if, like, promise that if I saw Beyonce, I'm like, wow, Beyonce is gorgeous. But do you have a great attitude? Are you submissive? Like, are you sweet? You have a great character? And I'm not saying that those things add up to a three. I'm just saying that's how you get to the ten. You know what I'm saying? Well, that <laughs> says that it adds up to a three, bro. That's it. It's oh that, that's how it adds up, bro. <laughs> oh, Kelton, you're on our side. I I hate to have to go with the women on this because <laughs> I ride with the fellas, but I don't know. But Chris, I don't know if I can coach you on this. But you know what? I don't mind converting. I don't mind converting and, and giving a woman a, a maximum of a three physically. What? what and she got her Because let's not say you do see women. You do see looks first. Of course. But that's not everything. Because I don't want to be sitting there with a headache, but you're fine. But you're fine. No, I'd rather you can't, take a, you can't five. pray. But you're yeah, a five, and you could pray. You bring peace. Um, you you were loyal. Like, listen, this is a college rubric over here. But respectfully, like <laughs> respectfully, the most, the least attractive men, they are loyal because they know that they can't about it. I mean, look 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 at you and say, I can go get Bobo off the street right now. He'll be loyal to you and never leave your side. He'll probably die for you. You know what? But according to what y'all saying, I agree with it though. I'm just saying, let's give some content. He got to be at a bare minimum attractive level. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, what this is where the glory reside. The glory resides all the glory in totality. You know what I'm saying? I'm made in the image of God, and if God is a perfect God, I'm I'm I stem from perfection because God created me. I'm not perfect, but I stem from perfection. So I need that same level of creativity. Uh, creativity that God created within me, within my person that I'm dating. You can't be looking like I ain't gonna say no name because we're not gonna buy the same or you know. Why you can't be looking like a little one? Because you know, you just gotta mess my anointing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta mess my well, anointing. Let, let me jump in there before you Help dig a, a deep on, before you dig a deeper hole. <laughs> let me dig in there before you dig a deeper hole. Lord, Lord, you're gonna have to help me with this. One. Uh, so. The 10-point scale 
first, I want to premise what I have to say by it is subjective. Thank you so much. Let's just let's just make sure we all understand that it is very subjective. We know the old saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And and so we cannot all rank and rate people on the same scale because we don't look at people the same. Right. But in, in addition to that being said, we cannot put so, not what a Christian. I'm just going to speak on a Christian, mm -hmm. what I believe a Christian should do. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should put the overemphasis of the scale on the looks because uh the scriptures say uh the grass withereth and the flower fadeth away <laughs> so there will be a time that the coat bottle shape may end up becoming a little more than the coat bottle you know there may be a time that the six pack becomes more of a beer pack you know <laughs> there may be a time that you know the hairline does, is not so sharp where it was with the tape up and all it may start receding on you you, you know you, there will be a time that the physical will fade mm -hmm. but where i have to go with my sisters is because loyalty doesn't have to fade mm -hmm. i agree you know compatibility does not have to fade you know, uh, can we just genuinely have great conversation does not have to fade. So if I put, you know, emphasis on honesty and respect and someone that's loyal and someone that can that wants a family and someone that is family and has a personality that can fit my life. And if I start to put emphasis of that scale on other things that I know are more eternal than the looks. Right. Then I think I'm going to be okay when I make my selection. Right. Because the old song say, build your hopes mm -hmm. on things eternal. Your look, The looks may not all, they ain't going to always be eternal. But because you have chosen someone based upon things of substance and things that are, that are uh, sustainable, then you ain't going to leave just because the woman ain't, you know, looking just like what you, what she used to look 20 years ago. Right, right. You ain't going to jump on the newest, finest man just because your husband don't look like what he looked like 15 years ago. Because mm -hmm. what you have with him and what you have and what you find in him was something much more precious than what he just looked like or what she just looked like. So for me, use a scale all you want to, <laughs> but just make sure the scale weighted. Come on. That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. Just and make I, sure I you weight it the I, right I, way. I agree with that. I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, you know, bro. Like I, I know. Like we, we, we had this conversation. It was kind of like you know, uh, going back and forth. I think it was like a. I think both parties can agree. It's kind of like a, a, kidding, joking thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I do agree with you that um, about the substance, right? And I'm not. I'm not gonna dive in because I know we have reached the peak of our show. Um, but. Uh, the reason why I think that's very important that you said that about substance, bro, because a lot of people feel like they have value and really don't have value. They have key attributes of uh, simple things that need to come with life skills, and they think that that's a value. But you know, value comes when it's substantial and, it, and it's timeless. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes we, we put value on things that we can only do if we were physically able. And love right. conquers all things. So if, I'm, if I get in a car accident and I'm not physically able to you know, do the things I used to do, the love will be able to persevere through what 
was a temporary thing that attracted you versus the things that hold substantial value. So that little key thing I do um, for men and women who say they have value, just see if your value is temporary or if it's timeless. And, and thank you, bro, for that. I appreciate it. And I, and I would just add just quickly because I know we're running out of time. But I know this firsthand because uh, I, I have seen this in my own household. My mother and father have been married for 36 years. And my mother uh, recently, about two or three years ago, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. So she does not uh, move as and she's not as mobile as she once was uh, in, in, you know, in former years in her life. My father has taken care of my mother like a queen since she's been diagnosed with this disease. Mm -hmm. And that was just a testament to me that I, I, I better choose someone in my life that if I got sick, if I got in a, a, a place that I couldn't take care of myself, if I got in a place that I needed assistance, I, I can't choose the, the one I think is a 10 because she's so fine, but she's going to leave me because she didn't, she wasn't in here for the long haul. Hot she, she came, she came just because of what she thought I could offer. And I think that's what's so important about what you just said. And what I was conveying as well is that when you choose, make sure you choose based upon substantial keys don't choose based upon superficial values because superficial stuff will fade away at some point. But when the trenches come, who's going to ride with me? That's who you better try to choose. That's good. And I'm going to just end it with this scripture because when I was looking up scriptures to kind of help me understand this 10-point scale, this one came up, Proverbs 31 and 30. And it said, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but those who fear the Lord are to be praised. And for me, that's pretty much saying like, don't be so focused on the looks. Be able to discern that person and be led by the Holy Spirit when you're you know, attracted to that person and ready to, you know, to date that person or looking or interested in that person. So don't be so just stuck on the looks. Don't let that be your first, you know, oh, she look good. So let me approach her. No, stand back, discern her first, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to even speak to you head on because you'll even know if, if it's worth approaching that person. So that's what I want to end it off with. I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. I love you. Uh -huh. I love you guys. We are definitely going to have you guys back on here because you guys were bringing the word. You guys were bringing the facts. And that's what we're all about on Millennial Speak. So Chris is going to lead us out and we're going to say good night. Well, thank you all so much again for joining us on the Millennial Speaks. Um, we have my good brother, Kelton Givens. We have my great sister, Alice. And y'all have my amazing, beautiful host, um, Detavia. We did our thing tonight. I'm so satisfied with the outcome on how things turned out. Um, hopefully you guys got some key nuggets um, that you guys can utilize in your dating and relationships. If not, um, we got to do a part two possibly. Um, but thank y'all so much. Um, and y'all just enjoy. Uh, we just enjoy y'all, honestly. Man, I, I'm on a spiritual high right now, to be honest. Um, I got so many nuggets, and I'm just looking forward to applying these in my in my dating and my relationship. So thank y'all so much. I love so am I. Man. So am I. And we'll see y'all on the other side. You feel me? Thank y'all so much for having me. No yeah. problem. And we'll have all their information down in the description box below so you can follow them and see what they're all about. So, good night. Love you all. Night. You're see night. you guys. Thank y'all. Bye.